And we are live on 21 the motherfucking podcast. My name is Drew at Mr. Oh So Cool, along with my producer at Dirt City Studios, Mr. Marcos Morales. And today we have a very special guest in studio today. It is Mr. All Gas No Breaks. Andrew Callahan. We're here. We got two Drews in the building. Two Drews in the building. As a legal Andrew yourself, I know that you say that we don't fuck with Andy. We don't fuck with Andy's, bro. That's how I knew I liked you from jump, bro. When I first met you, uh, you were like, oh, my name's Andrew. And I was like, oh, me too. I was like, I go by Drew, though. He was like, yeah, I go by Drew, too. Fuck Andy's. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, fuck Andy's, They just bastardize our name. You know what I'm saying? Drew is a shortening of Andrew. Right. Andy is absolutely out of nowhere. Where'd you come out with the Y? Pulled out of outer space. I've, I've been called Drew my whole life here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know any Andys? I realized the other day I don't really even know any I've Andys. only had, like, shitty bosses at different restaurants named mm. Andy. I've had, like, weird homies named Andy who I had to keep my distance from because I didn't trust them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, because it's, like, the, the only Andy that I really, like, uh, like know is, like, Andy from The Office. You ever watch The Office? Yeah. Andy from The Office. You got Andy Milanakis. You got Andy Milanakis. You got there Andy go. Sandberg from SNL. Fuck. There's a, there's a lot of Andy. I Andy's. guess there are quite a few. Andy Milanakis is definitely cool as shit. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. I don't, yep. want, I don't want him to see this and get pissed off. <laughs> My bad, bro. For a while, he was uh, he was living here in Austin, bro. I was trying like hard to reach out to him and get him on the show and shit. Like, when, whenever COVID first hit in Austin about a year ago, I was at the Whole Foods downtown, and I saw Andy Milanakis and that other Twitch streamer dude named Ice Poseidon or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like walking around Whole Foods with their selfie sticks being like, you know, everybody, the doomsday is coming. Yeah. Everyone go home. I was like, what the fuck? It was for South by Southwest that didn't right. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly when it happened. Yeah. That, like, it shut down everything, bro. It was like day of, like, it, I think it was supposed to start like two days later, wasn't it, Marcos? And then and then they fucking shut that bitch down. On Friday everything. the 13th. Oh, yep. I, yep. I was here because, bro, I came here to make a South by Southwest kind of like COVID lockdown video. And mm-hmm. then I, I was going to go to Cancun for spring break. I had my flight planned and everything. Three days later, after I got to Austin, South by Southwest canceled all stages. Spring break in Cancun canceled. If I was yeah. to go to Mexico, I'd be trapped there until like until the uh, travel ban was lifted. I would have been like stuck in Mexico for months, which Bro, probably would have been cracking. But yeah, it probably would have yeah. been good. But at the same time, you don't want to be stuck in another country. I was uh, we were planning a trip on to Cuba at the time, mm-hmm. and like at the at the time when they actually shut it down, that was the day that we were supposed to land. But we just kept hearing about this COVID, 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 and it was like, okay, maybe we should just hold off on this fucking trip. Bro, when I was 19, I got stuck in Havana for three months. Cuba? Yeah, because so I had just turned 19, and I was like, I want to go somewhere interesting. I wanted to go internationally. I was living in New Orleans. Yeah. I was like, all right, what's the cheapest plane ticket out of the country? There was a, a, a flight from New Orleans to Miami to Havana, Cuba, for like 350 bucks. I go to Cuba. I'm wasted on this little street called the Malecon, which is like a kind of drinking strip where people walk and kick it right, right on the water in Havana. Yeah. Bro, I lost my passport. Oh, my God. Instantly. And, like, you, you can't get mail from the U.S. to Cuba. You can't even get a Western Union transfer from your parents unless you do it, like, through a homie. You have to, like, shoulder tap to get your money there. So I got Fuck. stuck in Cuba. I got sun poisoning, which is something obviously happens to, like, super white people yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm, like, delusional. I'm seeing double. I'm puking in the streets. My Airbnb, like, timed out. You're literally stranded on an island. I was stranded in Havana almost all summer until I got, like, this. I met this dude at a chicken stand named Augustine, and I was like, bro, my mom is going to send you some money, like, and then I can get a passport, and, like, finally I got the passport and got out of there. How yeah. are you, so, so how were you able to get your passport while you were in Cuba? 
I basically had to go through a lot of different shit where Augustine had to Western Union transfer some Cuban pesos, a.k.a. like, you know, the Cuban dollar to my mm-hmm. mom in Seattle. My mom had to get the passport, had to figure out how to ship the passport to Augustine in Cuba, which was already a and risk. How long did it take for her to get the passport? A month and a half. Fuck. And this is when the U.S. Embassy was under attack. By, you heard about this shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. By those sonic frequencies. Mm-hmm. U.S. Embassy. I remember in, that In shit. Havana, they were saying they were puking and, like, bleeding and hearing voices. Like, they were on some biological warfare shit going on. 100%. So I got, I'm never going back to Havana, though. Shout out to Cuban people, but I'm never returning to the so, island. So, like, where were you living? Bro, I was living in the basement of that chicken stand employee named Augustine <laughs> for the entire summer. What the fuck? Yeah. And you know, it's a communist country, so yeah. people work like one day a week. Damn. So all this fool would do is watch porn with his brother and drink rum all day and then work for two hours a week at the chicken stand. And so I was in the basement. I'd go upstairs and be like, what's up? He would just be like Bacardi drinking, porn watching. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking Cuba, man. Never going Son back. Son of a bitch. What a story, bro. Yeah, right crazy. off the fucking muscle. <laughs> you mentioned Cuba. I was like, fuck, I had some PTSD shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, no. Hey, bro, like, I, I don't want to bring down the vibe, but you, you mentioned PTSD. Yeah. There's a condition that you have. Oh, the HPPD. Yeah, you heard about that. Yeah, so, so what's that all about? Well, basically, I've worked through it now, but basically when I was 13, I ate, like, two or three eighths of mushrooms in Seattle because I used to pick them, and it's a big part of our culture. Yeah. I guess I took too many, and I've suffered from, like, visual snow and, like, hallucinations since I was, like, a little kid. But it's all good, though, because, like, I've just learned to accept it. Mm-hmm. But being 13 and, like, getting sucked into the whole, like, hippie culture that is present in Seattle, it just, like, fucked me up. Because so, you try to tell your friends about it, and they're all into shrooms, too. So like, oh, you're good, bro. You're like, no, I'm tripping all the time. They're like, oh, you're tripping all the time? Like, that's fire. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to live my life. So, like, like what, what was the worst time that, like, that shit just popped up? Well, Does it come in and out, or is it, nah, like, n- Nowadays, I just ignore it. Yeah. Like, I, I can feel it happening. Like, it compounds with anxiety. So mm-hmm. when you feel yourself starting to hallucinate or see things that aren't there and shit, like, the walls start to bend, if you focus, you're like, oh, my God, it's happening again. That makes it happen more. But if you're like, oh, fuck that shit. You got to just treat it like it's fake, which it is. Right. But that's hard for, it's hard for people to do. I actually was in a documentary like a month ago. There's this kid from Miami who's like around my age who suffers from it so bad that he can't even like see straight. Damn. And so he's, he's dedicated his whole life to making this documentary called like uh, Perception Restoration is what it's going to be called or something. And he had me as a source. That shit's going to come out. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did an internship at a Disney World Resort. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when like during your orientation and shit, uh, they basically show different videos of how uh, people with disabilities or, or, or conditions uh, see Disney. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it was crazy, bro, because, I mean, there was one video. It's literally just a black screen. And it's like this is how the blind see Disney. And it's like <laughs> it's yeah. like it's not it's not funny. But no, but it's, it's funny like, that they put that on there. Yeah, it's like this should be a podcast. <laughs> but uh, but there was I, I can't remember what condition it was, whether it was autism or, or something. But man, it just looked like a nightmare going through Disney World. Like nobody like why even put your child through that, bro? Bro, every time I go to Disney World, there's always like so many families crying. Uh, they're it's all, terrible, dude. Bro, everyone's crying. It's the worst trip for a family to take, honestly. It's the most stressful fucking thing for the parents. Then the parents start fighting. The kids yeah. want to do all dude, dude, work in there. It was literally they say it's the most magical place on earth, but 
You were right. Were, Every, you, were you like pulling levers at Splash Mountain or were you more behind the scenes? Uh, I was more behind the scenes on a lot of it. I did a lot of uh, food and beverage shit. So I was like mm. serving fucking hot dogs and ice creams and shit. Uh, I wound up, my main job was working at the the wide world of sports. Yeah. Uh, that's the ESPN like facility they have over there. And they had like the uh, World Series of softball and shit there. But I was literally on a golf cart most of the time, like, just slinging fucking waters and apples Damn. and oranges. So you were hustling out there. Oh, yeah, bro. Were you living in Orlando at the time? Kissing me. Yeah. Oh, just, down there? Just, just south yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, Orlando. But uh, but it was basically, like, right on campus, bro. Like, Damn. That that was a wild, like, working for Disney is a wild fucking thing, bro. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to your first hand of Blackjack. Oh, shit. You know, I don't even know how to play this, but. Bro, we're going to we're gonna walk you through it, bro. It's not it's not going to be that bad. Actually, here. Let me, uh, let me put these two decks together and. Andrew did his best to uh, to shuffle the cards, but yeah, I'm sure it's I good. haven't had anybody cut a deck yet. So go ahead and cut the deck for me. I don't I'll even let, know what that means, bro. Just just cut it in half, like or however many you want. Oh, just shit. split it as many times as you want, and then put it all back together. Oh shit! Cut, cut that, cut that shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro! There we go. In your underwear. <laughs> I think that's how they do it in, in the casinos. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> of all the times I've been to Vegas, which is like 100 times, I've never played a single casino card game. That is crazy, bro. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you understand the main point? No. Okay. So, you want to get as close to 21 without going over. Okay. And you want to get closer to 21 than I get. Now, I'm going to give you two cards. Mm-hmm. So, we'll go ahead and just, we'll go ahead and walk this one through. Okay. So, your first card is a four. So, Word. that... Amounts to four. Yeah. Now, I don't show this one because I'm the dealer. And then your second card is another four. So you have eight, right? I got eight. That's not, that's not very good. That's not That's not great. And I have an ace, so it's really not looking good. So an ace would be like 13, 14. No, an ace is 11 or one. Oh. So if I had a face card or a 10 under here, then I would have 21 off the rip, and it would be blackjack, and you'd be done. And I, it's over for me at that point. Well... You have to expect me to have that, honestly. Right. That that's how you have to look at it. Sure. So now you can either hit or stay. Now there's other rules, but for the purpose of the show, I only do hits or stays. Okay. So uh, for hitting, you're getting another card to add to that eight, which okay. I do suggest. Yeah, I'm definitely getting another card. If I don't right. do that, I'm done. And you oh, got a okay. queen, which which is how many numbers? That's ten. So a ten or face cards is worth 18. ten. You got, got 18. eighteen, right? So now. It's kind of a little hard to hit because what if you got even just another four? Now you're going to go over 21 and you bust. So you can only win the game if you get 21. 21 or below. You got to get closer to 21 okay. than I do without going over 21. Okay. You can't go over 21. You can, okay. Yeah, you can't go over. So how many do I have right now? That's 18. 18. So I got to go one more? You don't have to. You could stay I'm, right I'm gonna there. Let you, I'm going to let you do your thing. You're going to let me. All right. Here we go. I flip and I got a nine, so I have 18, eight or 18. So this could be, or actually, no, 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 I got fucking 20. What am I talking about? Uh, it's 10 or 20. So I'm, win. yeah, I'm taking this one. It's a, uh, it's a win. Yeah, it's a win. It's a win for me. It's a, it's a lose for, uh, Damn. Mr. Callahan here. Wow. Respect. That. That's how it works, man. I'm a good that. loser. This That's... guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that don't know, bro. Tell me a little bit about All Gas No Breaks. Hey, so this is the first time I'm saying this on air right now, but I'm not associated with All Gas No Breaks anymore. Whoa. Yeah. See, I didn't know. I, I wanted to ask you before oh, we could yeah. talk about it, but I kind of wanted to just dive into no, it and see what's going sure. on. I got out of my contract today. 
Today's the first what? day that I'm a free agent. I can't discuss exactly why that's happening, but I'm starting something new. Awesome. Yeah. So what what can we say about this situation? Uh, pretty much that um, I signed a contract that wasn't the one. Yeah. And now that I'm getting you know further along in my career, I think it's important that I own all the rights to my own shit. Yeah. Under you know I just I can't be owned in any capacity. Like a lot of these contracts, like even if you're making money, like in, in the end, like it catches up with you if you don't own the videos you make. Because no matter how hard you work for something, like no matter how many views you get, you can make a, the best video ever. You can put your whole life into a video and you get 100 million views and be the number one man on the Internet. You don't have longevity, like financially and creatively, if that shit is, isn't yours. Like even if the world thinks it's yours, like if the world's like, oh, gas, no breaks, that's Andrew, that's number one. If it's actually someone else's, it's almost useless, man. So, so I'm trying to get myself to a position where I own the things that I make. So is this kind of like a, because for the YouTube age and content creator mm-hmm. age, uh, we, it, it's still a new industry. So it's yeah. like, was this the type of deal that you would like potentially see in the music industry? Is that kind of relatable? Well, something like that. It's like, you know, you have talent. And there's a production company that, that finds you or you propose to them. However it happens, you're, you're on their radar. And they say, all right, we're going to put you on a salary and we're going to give you the tools that you need to go out and make awesome videos, but we own them. So yeah. you, you get to do your thing. You get to create shit. You get to blow up. Everyone sees you. You have that moment. You get to enjoy all the things that come with being famous, yeah. you know, partying, traveling, all that. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's not yours. Right. So pretty much you're the front man for an organization. And they're just doing the distribution distribution, not even that necessarily, they just own it so they can make merchandise, they can do whatever. They're in control. Mm. Mean, meaning, if you start to lose interest with the company that you've built yourself as a creator, they can be like, word, bounce, we'll find someone else. Mm. So that's probably what's going to happen with my show, I'm not sure. But probably there'll, there'll be a different host for All Gas No Breaks, but I have no say in the, sh- the future. That the would be insane. Like there, yeah. there, is, there is no All Gas No Breaks without Andrew Callahan. I guess we'll see, but there'll be something else that, that I'm going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this time it'll feel different. And I'll probably be even like more incentivized to do more experimental shit because I'm like, all right, it's I, already, your shit. I already built that up. So whatever I do next, people are going to be like, oh, that's that guy. He transferred platforms. So, so what, are you, what are you thinking of the next move? I don't know. I mean, I'm working on like a different project right now, but probably sometime in the summer or the fall, I'll create something new. I'm ready for a new, a new change too. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people love All Gas No Breaks, but when you walk around the streets and everyone yells the same shit at you all the time, like, yeah. All Gas No Breaks, like, damn, I want to make it more like, more broad. You know, like I want to be known for different things, not just like one phrase. And you've at least like, you've built up the following yeah. to where it's like, they're going to follow you no matter what. Yeah, and no hate to the production company or the show. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I am moving on. But, bro, like, All Gas No Breaks started because it was a book that I wrote when I was a teenager about hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, a story zine. You know, cause you, you know what a zine is, right? A zine is like a little magazine, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. black and white printed on printer paper, double-sided. Right. It was a stories about my experience, like, hitchhiking around the country as a teenager by myself. So that was like, the, the, the digital show was just me pitching an adaptation of that book to a production company. So there wouldn't have been the show without the book, but I still signed over the rights. So what, what, what yeah. was like, the, what was the book? Like it was, it was a character running around talking to, no, it was a real life book about my experiences. I was the character. I really did that. Okay. 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 And so what, while you were doing this hitchhiking, how old were you at the time? 19, 19. Yeah. So throughout that, uh, 
that period of your life were you just meeting crazy people this entire time or yeah pretty much just like road characters yeah on, on the interstate you know like posting up at bus stations and motels were you like driving by yourself i was hitchhiking by myself hitchh- on, on the yeah. side of the interstate yeah that's crazy man. yeah I didn't, I didn't even read the book until a year or two later really? i didn't i didn't do it to make content i was just like i wanted to experience like a a vagrant lifestyle but then i realized like yo that shit's kind of lame because you, like you can't really make anything when you're hitchhiking because you're focused on like how do i get to the next spot how do i find a spot to curb for the night how do i get food so you can't really sit around and be like oh what am i gonna write about this that's all like yeah. a luxury so that's why i proposed the rv idea because i'm like damn i get to be just as mobile as i was hitchhiking but i don't have to worry about basic necessities mm-hmm. so i know I, I needed an rv or a mode of transportation in, in order to achieve like the next level of that book so th- it was awesome i like doing all gas no brakes but so, but from jump, it was it wasn't yours. Like once you got your RV, no, that shit was never mine. Dang, yeah, it felt like mine. I lived in it for two years. Yeah, like, but everything can feel like yours. But if it's not yours, according to a piece of paper, it's not yours. You know, yeah. I wasn't paying the gas bills. They help with the expenses. They were never on scene. But you know, it's all good, bro. Like, well, that was always yeah. one of the questions too. It was like, how is this guy getting around? Like, yeah. It, you know, I mean, I never saw anything because the, the first time I saw you was uh, for the New Orleans video. Yeah, that was like when I was in college. Right. And so where'd you go to college? Loyola University of New Orleans. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in Seattle. Okay. In Capitol Hill. That's where I'm from. Okay. Okay. So is that where you started hitchhiking from with Seattle? I started hitchhiking from New Orleans. Oh, shit. I wasn't even, I was like a rapper in high school, bro. I wasn't even into like traveling. Straight up. But yeah. I can see that, bro. I can see that. I was just a city kid back then. Now I'm like trying to stay on the road. Also, Seattle got like destroyed in my time living there. Yeah. Like Amazon and all. They just ruined the city. Kind of like what's happening to Austin right now. Yeah. Like dude, Seattle that's... just got flushed. All my homies moved away by the time I was 18. Oh, all of my older friends moved to the Bay and New York and shit. So I was like, I'm about to just hit the road. Have you been back? Like I go back all the time to see shit? family. And yeah. you know, there's always that one kid from your high school who's like, I'm still out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. It's always like that, bro. It's hella so, funny. Especially where I'm from. Like, it's like a it's like a plant city, like uh, chemical plants and shit. So it's like there is ways to make good money there. So a lot of people stick around. Uh, but that's one of those towns that, that aren't going to get ruined by, like, these big fucking corporations and shit. And, like, what, what town are you from in Texas? Uh, Freeport, Texas. It's just south of uh, it's just south of Houston. Is it near, like, Missouri City? Like yeah, most city's pretty close. Uh, yeah. That's uh, So we're southeast, and that's, like, southwest. I'm pretty sure. And it's an industrial city. Yeah, Freeport is for sure. For so sure. there's no yuppies there. Like, <laughs> no, bro. It's like, and it's crazy because it's like, uh, when this, the corona and, and the mass shit hit really hard, bro. It's like, it, it took a while before I actually wound up going back home. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I was working heavy during the, the beginning of that shit. But when I, like, going from Austin and traveling back, you know, these back roads and shit, because there's back roads to get back to Houston, you know what I'm saying? That you mm-hmm. don't really have to, like take the highways and shit, but you would stop at like the the Bucky's or, or the little gas station or whatever. And it's like, I'm coming from Austin. So I'm used to wearing my mask, but then I walk in here and like, everybody's looking at me like a fucking idiot. It's yeah, like, it's, it's so like, weird. yeah, it's like, that, dude, we don't do that down here, bro. It's crazy. Right. Like yeah. outside of Austin and like Marfa and sent and like Montrose, Houston, it's all just like Texas is fucked, bro. It's Literally, and that's... Uh, I just got a one second. My hometown, <clears throat> Lubbock. Marco, is Marco where, sounds like shit because yeah, he has... Uh, it's an old metal injury. Yeah. Old metal injury. <laughs> yeah. My hometown, Lubbock, is where the governor announced uh, the no mask 
mandate and into the shutdown at the Mexican restaurant where we used to eat. It's just like <laughs> little greasy spoon. They get, the walls are yellow with grease, not just paint. And he's <laughs> up there like, bro, you know, that's that's the crazy care. thing, man. They so, don't care. <laughs> so many people are fucking upset about the the lift of it. Yeah, and I mean. My first thought was, I mean, even if they lifted their stores, it's going to keep their their policies. Yeah. And Austin, I mean, the Austin mayor could try to to make an order, but I mean, the governor's order overstands that. So yeah. it's like, but I, I've never been a big mask mask person, uh, but I'm I've understood more and more as it went along why people do it. So it's like, if you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. Yeah. I'm not going to make fun of you for wearing your mask unless it's like one of my homeboys and it's yeah. like just talking shit, but. I'm just, I'm just excited for everything to get to a point where it's safe to reopen because interviewing with the mask on is getting so annoying. Oh, man. I could imagine. Yeah. Especially because, like, you emote hella with your face. And, mm-hmm. like, you can't really do much with the eyes. You can be like, you can't, yeah. you can't yeah, really, exactly. like, make connections with people. And shit. Especially those Trump rallies I've been going to, like, man, people hate on you. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. So how has it been, like, going through? You've been, you've been in the fucking thick of it through this entire thing. Oh, definitely, dude. So yeah, how's cool. that been? Interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I'll be able to reflect on this time period more in a couple of years. You know, right now it's like, I don't know what's happening. It's yeah. still happening. Like, yeah, you know, we're still in the middle of it, really. Whenever that, like, far left, far right political theater stops happening, which is going to happen soon, there's not going to be, like, those kind of brawls in the streets. People are going to look back and be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, that was crazy. Well, and then, I mean, then you have fucking Trump at CPAC wilding up people, like, riling up people like he's going to fucking run again. And then it's like, I don't even think the establishment would let that happen again, bro. It's like, it it polarized fucking everything. Yeah, especially, like, centrist Republicans, like, conservative value-ass, like, Mitt Romney fools. They turned on Trump fully after the 6th. So it's like, I mean, were you there on the 6th? Were you there on the 6th? No, I I had COVID. You had COVID on the yeah, 6th. I got it from a previous Trump rally. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It was which, almost which destiny. One? I got it, you know, the Forgiato Blow performance one where I was on stage with the Trump rappers and shit. No, I didn't know you were on stage. Oh, it happened. And I got home and I was just like, yep, I'm definitely fucked. So I just oh. quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. At my house in LA. And then like on the fucking second to last day of quarantine, I just, I, it was the 6th. It was the worst Damn. day of my life. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh my. I'd Just been, seeing I, everything. I have been anticipating that exact shit forever. I even said it. I was like, oh, the militia dudes are going to uh, occupy the Capitol building. What I was fascinated by is they did some report and it said that only 20% of the rioters were associated with what they call like far-right militant groups, like mm-hmm. Proud Boys, Oath Keepers. Yeah. Most of them were just like Trump fools, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Of. I thought I for some reason thought that like the Trump people were more on the outside. I thought everyone on the inside was like a Michigan militia ass. Right. No, nah, it was just like. Stir well, there were so many fucking people there too, bro. It, it, there's video of like uh, you see people inside, like like a majority of them, and there's yeah. like velvet ropes to for like if you want to go tour the the thing. And a lot of them are still like like it's like yeah, let's let's fucking storm the Capitol, and then they're like staying between the ropes. They it's did like, that, yeah, so bro. Funny, it's fu- it's fucking weird. It's like I don't think a lot of those now. I I won't say what I would like to say, uh, but they're. They were very influenceable people. The Q crowd? Well, the Q crowd especially. You can tell them anything. Yeah, you can tell fucking them anything and they're anything, ready to go. Dude. It's yeah. like, oh, that, you know what? We can fucking change the election right now. It's just like the other day they were like fucking uh, 
Trump's going to be president on the 4th. And oh, it's yeah. Like, what the fuck? Is it about to be the 5th? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Today's the 4th. Hey, they still got was, three hours, it was, bro. It's supposed to happen. Yeah. They still yeah. got three hours. You never fucking know. Check Twitter. Somebody yeah, check Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's going on. I wonder what the future of that the Q crowd is going to be. Like, how, how are they going to? Because they're going to turn their back on Q. They're going to be like, oh, this dude is fucking lying. Yeah. Q hasn't posted either in multiple months. Really? No, Q, like the QAnon.pub, the place where the drops happen. Mm-hmm. I think the last post was like pre-inauguration. After the inauguration shit didn't pop off, they said Trump was going to go in Air Force One and declare martial law. Or something. Yeah. Like, like, it didn't happen. It was it was all, but it was all like movie type shit that people were thinking of. Dude, they love movies. The yeah. Matrix, The Punisher. Yep. They're obsessed with like Marvel franchises. I will say, uh, I've said on my podcast before, so I'm sure they fucking know already. Uh, but I was filming there on the sixth. You were in that bitch? No, I did not go in the building. I love no. it, bro. That was <laughs> so when I saw them going in, bro, I ran up to the stairs, you know, because I, I like to film shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in the fucking Capitol building getting this shot, like, that was in my head. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to get the footage. Yeah. Thank God I didn't go in there, though, bro. Like, because people are just getting fucked off for being in there. and it's Yeah, I was going to say, same here, bro. Like, I'm, I'm happy that I had to sit it out. Obviously, mm-hmm. getting COVID sucked, but I'm happy that I was not in there. Because, bro, I'm not actually a press member. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and obviously, to the public, I am. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have an AP badge mm-hmm. or a Reuters press pass. They would have nabbed me, bro. Yeah, exactly. They were nabbing tons of streamers in there. Like, it would have been the end of my career. Did you see that one guy that was like... uh Passing joints with somebody in there. Like Dude. He wound up getting fucked off. He had a Brick Squad Monopoly Waka Flocka hoodie on. For real? He had a hella, like, custom-made Brick Squad 1017 gear. It was what the a funny. Fuck? There was a real, like, irony poison meme lords up in mm-hmm. there. Was, bro, I'm happy I wasn't there. Because if I was there and I saw that shit happening, I would have just ran in. That, I don't yeah. know what stopped me, bro. I don't, I, like, there was just something. As soon as I got to those steps, like, I was, uh, I was on, like, the second step. And I was like... Now, yeah, this doesn't seem good. <laughs> For sure. And I just turned around and fucking continued doing that, what I was there to essentially do in the first place. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, that shit. But, but the reason I say all that I was there is because it looked like a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like you saw the fucking rocket get shot from that bitch. Like it was like we're under attack type shit. And it was like, yeah. So the people were fucking riled up, ready to go. I met some like MAGA mom at a uh, Trump rally in Tampa and she was like, she was like, every single person there was Antifa. She's like, you wow. notice how they had backwards hats on? I was like, yeah, what about it? She was like, a backwards MAGA hat is a BLM thing. <laughs> I was like, well, they were okay. posting shit like that. It was like, that's how the identifiers and shit. But there was also Bro. people from the fucking right saying the exact same thing. Let's, let's dress like Antifa. So it's like, Dude. there were, there was video, like I saw one video mm-hmm. That uh, that there was people like in the bushes, like actually putting MAGA gear on, uh-huh. but that's the extent of it. Now there are like you've seen Antifa, you know what Antifa fucking. Yeah. You'll never know what they look like outside of their shit because that's what they do. But uh, I don't know. I think I, I definitely think there was people there like egging people on. What side of the fence they were on? Who fucking knows? For sure, the right wing. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. What do you like? Why do you say that? Because that was like the last stand for a lot of people. Like, mm. also, if you see all the propaganda online, that was like the storm is coming. Like, for a lot of people, like, I don't even think it was about occupying the Capitol or reversing the vote. I think it was just a pride thing. A lot of people's pride was super hurt by, you know, the election not going, yeah. the stop, the Losing. steal movement not working. A lot of yeah. people were fucked up in the head. 
I think it was more just a display. I don't think it was planned. I think it was just a display of like, yo, we got to make some kind of stamp here to make people remember something. So, I mean, I, I think they're probably like the people in the front were just like hardcore Trump people who were just like, they just had it. And they were like, everything's compromised. Everyone's compromised. Like, let's do this fucking thing. I bet they regret it though. A lot of them. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and you know, now that you say that too, it's like thinking back on like the Q people. Yeah. It's like they were ready to believe anything. Yeah. Like any chance, any like shred of hope that mm-hmm. would could have been there. Like they were on that shit. Yeah. And it's fun for them, bro. Like, you know, it's they're really on some like Matrix core, like fan fiction shit as far as like following and decoding different Q drops. Like, yeah. It's really fun for them to do. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like they're not giving any real information. It's just yeah. like, hey, try to figure out what I'm telling you right now. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like. Bro, some of that shit was so fucking outlandish. Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's go to the second hand. Let's do it. Ready for this, Marcos? Fucking Marcos is on it tonight with the shits. I don't have the shits. Okay. <laughs> so your first card is a 10. Yes, and that's sir. A 10. And an ace. So look at you. Blackjack 21 we on did it. 21 the podcast. This is a big deal. I'm gonna go ahead and take my card too, just so we get that one out of the damn, deck. Damn, we're even Look at now, you, my bro. guy. Yes, sir. We did the damn thing, and it is best out of five. So, uh, so the first of three wins. You been, uh, you been to Vegas before, bro? I have been to Vegas, uh, but okay, hold on. Before we talk to, about Vegas, uh, I gotta go take a piss. Do you think, Marcos? Can we send this to break real quick? And we are back now. The last thing we were talking, I'm sorry about that, bro. Oh, no, it's I, straight, man. There was no way I could sit here and think, yeah, that going on. Uh, but you, you mentioned Vegas. Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, I've been to Vegas. Why do you ask? Just like when I first got my RV, we were in Nevada for a lot of different stuff, like Burning Man and that raid of Area 51. Mm-hmm. And then we just had our first like big session in Vegas. I'm just like, I spent hella time in Nevada and Vegas. It's like my favorite state to live in the RV and I just travel around. I was seeing which casino you like the best. So I used to, when I, when I first would go to Vegas, I'd go to the Strip uh, because, you know, that's where everybody fucking goes. Yeah. But uh, I've gone like... Two or three times during the uh, the lockdowns and shit, and both times I wound up going to uh, Fremont. Fremont, yeah. and I stay on Fremont because they were a little more lax on everything. Oh yeah, Fremont's the one. I stayed at the MGM Grand on the Strip recently, and I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, it fucking sucks. I would go yeah. to the uh, the Golden Nugget on. That's, uh, oh, they got the Shark Slide in there. You yeah. been there? Yeah, bro. I have been down the Shark Slide. Me and, when me and my brother went, bro. Oh man. That yeah. shit was fucking fun. So for those who don't know, there's an invisible, there's a shark, not invisible, there's a shark yeah. slide at the uh, Golden Nugget Hotel in Las Vegas. It's clear, and like so you can see like the water around you, and it's submerged inside of water, and there's like hammerhead sharks and shit everywhere. Just swimming around. So it feels like you're in like shark tails, sliding, <laughs> fucking screaming of excitement. Bro, it is fucking, like, we were fucking, we were drunk as shit, man. When oh, me and yeah. my brother get together, it's like a fucking party no matter what. Yeah. And uh, the way he was screaming going down this fucking slide was so funny, right. man. Because uh, nobody tells you it's a shark slide. There's no sign that's like shark slide. You think it's just a slide, yeah. and then there's fucking hammerheads. Like I had wound up, He didn't know about it at first. I knew about it because I was the one that booked the hotel and shit. So, <laughs> like, I didn't even tell him. And then, like, and then by the, when we were walking out, he's like, what's that in the middle there? I was just like. Uh, I think it's just like a fish tank or whatever, man. And then, like, I was like, right when we he was about to slide, I was like, hey, bro, there's just going to be sharks around you. And then he goes down. Ah! <laughs> bro, it was fucking hilarious, man. It's amazing. 
So how was uh, Area 51 during yeah, the whole raid? It was very interesting because you know the whole story, right? Like some kid from San Diego made a Facebook page talking about Raid Area 51. Right. Of course, this shitty town called Rachel, Nevada, mm-hmm. with like a population of 55, took every chance to monopolize it and try to make it like the next Coachella. Yeah. There's only one business there. It's a hotel called the Little Ailey Inn, like I-N-N, mm-hmm. like a pun on hotels. Mm-hmm. And there's this lady named Connie who, who runs it. She's like an ultra finesse or like, did hella time in jail for fraud. She gets out of jail and she hears about this shit. So she, without even collaborating with this dude, turns it into a real music festival. What the? And fuck? she's like, "Yeah, everybody, really come. We're gonna yeah. have tons of performers. Lists a bunch of fake people on the flyer, like Travis Scott, probably, and like a bunch of rappers. For real, right? But, here, <laughs> but here's the thing: they had no medical staff, no bathrooms, no credit card machines, no ATM, no basic services that are required to have a music festival. Yeah. It was going to be like Firefest, if you mm-hmm. remember that Ja Rule shit. Oh, 100% I remember Firefest. So basically, we're driving into Area 51, and the cops have a checkpoint, and they're like, yo, do not go in there. For one, if you get close to Area 51, you're going to be like shot by fucking... Bureau of land management cops. And two, like, you can't get money out. You can't get water. You can't get food. There's nowhere to stay. There's no rooms left in the hotel. It was borderline like a human rights crisis. <laughs> so we pull up. There's like 2,000 people. Let me see that ashtray, uh, Marcos. I think he's right there. I'm so listening. That's the, the day that it was supposed to happen, they, like, bust in a bunch of bands from Cleveland, like high school-age bands. And they're like, here's the Cleveland, Ohio, something high school, <laughs> battle of the bands. And fools are expecting, like, Lil Uzi to come out and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's literally like a bunch of 13-year-old guitarists doing like, dan, 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 You're kidding. And so we're just like, what the fuck is going on? And there's people like, what the fuck is this? And then one of the bands ended, ended up, like, killing it. Yeah. Like some, like, 14-year-old, like, girl band was, like, doing these uh, Kings of Leon covers mm-hmm. and just smashing. So we're getting wasted. We're like, yeah. Yeah. By that time, it's like, yo, I've had enough drinks, so it's like we can They perform, it. go straight back to Cleveland. And that night was the Raid of Area 51. And it was all good. It was all positive vibes. We're like at the at the checkpoint, the, the DHS people, whatever the fuck they were, were like yeah. vibing with all the Reddit kids. It was, it was cool. It was like a bunch of divorced dads were there with their camper vans. Like, I just want to feel alive. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking weird one. But... Did, did you go out there just because you knew it was going to be like a like some sort of spectacle? Well, I was already at Burning Man, which is in North Nevada, okay. probably two hours from that rate of Area 51, uh-huh. and it, it timing-wise made sense. Oh, so this was all around that same time of Burning Man. That's, September 2019. Wow, yeah. that's smart. That was smart on, on uh, what was her name, Rachel, you said? The town is Rachel. Oh, okay. What was the lady's name? Connie. Connie. Yeah. That was smart on Connie's part. Oh, no, yeah, Connie was cool. She pulled a shotgun on us for trying to sleep behind her... Uh, hotel what the fuck yeah she was like if you don't move this car i'm gonna fucking blow your brains out we're like fucking yeah goddamn connie yeah connie was wild she's like 75 but the fucking hotel only had like what 12 rooms 12 rooms yeah (laughs) fuck so where were people mostly in camper vans and shit basically so half the land out there is government land Mm -hmm. or bureau of land management blm land so you can park your rv anywhere you want on public land but the little alien, that that business there, they own like one acre of land behind the hotel. Uh, so when you pull up, they come out strapped. They're like, "Hey, if you guys want to uh, park here, it's a thousand dollars for the weekend, but you have to park right there." And the and then the state trooper was like, "Don't listen to her. She's fucking crazy. Just park across the street. It's public land." So we're parked in the in public land. It was cool. It was like raver kids, Reddit live streamers, all yeah. that shit. It was an experience. What was uh, what was another? 
crazy event you've been to besides Area 51? What well, tops that? We can just talk about Nevada in general, the AVN Expo, which is like oh, the that's porn right. awards. That was pretty fucking weird. Bro, when I, the, like the first, I think, 45 seconds of that video, I just crack up because he's talking about <laughs> spreading ass cheeks. And oh, then you dude. just look at the camera like, what in the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so how was, actually, how was that mic'd? Did y'all have that mic? So that was part of some like Showtime series or some shit. Okay. And that's a good question because no one asked about that. Why is there like amazing audio? Yeah. It was part of some Showtime series where like this <laughs> the dude was like, what's up, man? I'm a huge fan. Like he was wearing like a, a yellow Fred Perry polo. You know, and I was like, why yeah. the fuck is this proud boy approaching me at the ABN Expo? I was like, <laughs> I was freaked out. He's like, man, don't be turned off by the polo. Yeah. Like I do a, a Showtime series about porn. I was like, this guy is fucked i don't know <laughs> what his deal is i'm like he's like do you want to sit in the audience and like ask some questions and i was like yeah sure whatever and so that's how that happened I had Ari spears host it was like a uh, it was like a press conference right yeah alexis texas and abella danger asking questions or being asked questions yeah. in the audience was like evan stone and Ari spears was uh hosting it was the weirdest shit ever bro that was super weird and like the questions they were asking and then it just like seemed yeah. like they had a whole like like a like a like a fucking paragraph written there, like with your big beautiful ass. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck? It was fucking crazy. Another crazy story. So in that video, right, I'm sitting in the back row. Mm-hmm. The girl that I'm sitting next to, I was dating at the time. Oh shit! She got a job as a pornographic actress from people she met at that conference. What? And the like, fuck? Be- it's pretty sick, right? Began working in the porn industry directly after we like broke up, basically. What the so, like, fuck? Yeah, it's crazy looking back. It's just yeah. like a mindfuck. We're on good terms of shit, but it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen any of her porns? Uh, you mean, yeah. If, if your ex-girlfriend did porn, you're going to watch everything. Yeah. You just have to. How does that make you feel seeing that? Uh, I try to like think about, of, of course, at first, you're like, damn, that sucks. But then you're like, you know what? I'm happy that she's doing her thing. I'm happy yeah. she's making money, and I shouldn't feel weird about this. Right. You know, because like. If if your homie's doing porn, it's like a double standard. Like if your ho- male homie's doing porn, you're like, oh sick, like that fool's doing porn. Like I bet he's <laughs> banging the hottest chicks, whatever. Then your homegirl's doing porn, and you're like, is she okay? It's yeah, like, trying yeah. to think about it. Like there was a, definitely a curve with that. Where at first yeah. I was, but I'm happy for, her, and it's sick, and I'm happy that she was able to meet people. Like, yeah, her, through, through the hook shit. her up with the job. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. What uh? And then you had the fucking uh, the Sasquatch people. That shit was really crazy. So we didn't expect for that to happen. And we, we, we did like a, a that 4th of July video for All Gas No Breaks mm-hmm. in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and Marquette. Yeah. We were just trying to drive back to Seattle to park the RV for a bit. Mm-hmm. We were driving through this small town called Reamer, Minnesota. And it had this big banner that was like home of Bigfoot. A lot of these small Midwestern towns, as a tourist trap, they brand their town with like Bigfoot or something. Yeah. Like the gas station will be called Bigfoot Gifts. And right. it'll just right, say, right. trying to get people to stop and buy souvenirs, basically. Yeah. But... We stayed at this motel called a Reamer Motel, and the owner of the motel was this weird dude, and he was like, yo, man, like, I know a guy who's really seen him. And I was like, oh, what's his name? And he's like, Abe Del Rio. Hella quiet. And I was like, where? How can I meet Abe Del Rio? And he's like, Abe stays in the basement every Saturday. He drives in from St. Paul, and he sees Bigfoot. He pointed me to a map that was in the break room or whatever and he was like he had pins he was like this is where Abe saw Bigfoot here this is where Abe saw and I was like can we wait around so we stayed at this motel for an entire week and route to somewhere else and just got drunk at this tavern in town for seven days awaiting Abe Del Rio 
Abe gets there. We're like, what's up, man? I don't know you're going to have a hard time believing this, but we're, we're famous on YouTube. We've been waiting for you for seven days. Yeah. And so he was like, cool, it'll be $100 if I take you out for the weekend. He's like, instant, instant cash grab. I was yeah. like, whatever. So that's how that video came about. So was Abe in the, uh, he was the sweatshirt, I mean, the, the sleeveless shirt. Abe was like the buff Puerto Rican dude. Right, right, He was right, like right. the Bigfoot OG. And then the old, the old man pissed him off at the end. The old man pretended to see Bigfoot in this experience. Uh-huh. So Abe has been trying to find Bigfoot every weekend for 21 years. He claims he was chased by Bigfoot in Ohio in 2001. I don't know how you can claim to be chased by Bigfoot and not see Bigfoot. Yeah. I guess you just got chased by something. Like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, was I don't know how you decided. <laughs> the other dude, you know, his name's Michael, a.k.a. Pops, he was like, yo, I saw him. And at first Abe was like, come on, man, don't fucking lie to the documentary crew right now, bro, please. Yeah. And then Pops was like, no, nah, I really saw him. And Abe was like, ha, ha, Abe was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's bittersweet, man. You know, yeah. the moment we had our heads turned, Pops was like, I saw the, I saw the Sasquatch. Abe was fucking furious. <laughs> and Abe believed him, too. He's like, damn. like That motherfucker saw Sasquatch just right yeah, now. I, I had my fucking back turned. I haven't heard back from Abe about that video. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, okay, here's, so the question I'm going to ask is what's the most outrageous experience you've had with all gas, no brakes. But we're going to play a lovely beat behind that. Yeah. And, well, this is an ad that we're, it's all right. Let it fucking play. Fuck them. I don't want to hear it. All right. And then just, just say the story. You can rap it. You can fucking sing it. You can just tell the story regular. But we're going to give you a little music. Turn that up. Turn that up, Marcos. Here's what happened. We were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It was the uh, LSU versus Alabama game, which is the biggest Southern football rivalry that exists, right? Yeah. Basically, so we got LSU versus Roll Tide. Alabama loses, right? Which is hella embarrassing because we're in Alabama. And at the game was Justin Timberlake, Kanye West, and Donald Trump. So they basically got their ass kicked in their home turf in front of the president and fucking Kanye. So right. it was a bad experience for them. So after the game, you know, we're like interviewing these college girls or whatever. And the one girl just comes up to me and she says, I would let Donald Trump take a shit in my mouth. And I didn't I didn't coach this. I was just like, we weren't even trying to film. She was just like, I would let Donald Trump and Baron Trump take a shit in my mouth. All Young Baron. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is really funny. She seemed like she was super down. I was like, okay, this is kind of stupid, but I know it'll make good content. So I go back to the Airbnb or the RV, whatever you're saying. I post it online. Boom, like next day, my mom starts getting like threatening messages, like hundreds of calls a day from Alabama numbers and these crazy like voicemails and shit. I guess that girl's parents hired private investigators to like harass my family and was like, take that shit down. So I had to like duck these investigators for like a whole month and my mom was getting like harassed every day and my grandma and dad and shit too. Just people were coming after me. And so at that moment, I realized that interviewing college kids is like always going to be lame as fuck because like, and that was the day that I decided to have release forms forever. Yeah. And it was crazy that the girl was like, leave it up. The girl was like, leave it up. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean leave it up? She's like, fuck my dad. Leave that shit up. I was like, I'm not going to be in the middle of this shit. So I took that down. That was the cr- closest call, you know, with being sued I've ever had at All Gas No Breaks. But I've had some other crazy experiences in general. Son of a bitch, yeah. man. And then she's all just leave it up. All right, yeah. Marcos. We take that music down. I think that was a solid fucking... Yeah. A vibe, that was a vibe story. Yeah. It's like, shit in my mouth, Donald Trump. Yeah, it was so gross. We're like, what? She was like, eat whatever you want. Eat whatever you want? Like, diarrhea in my mouth. I was like, fuck. And even Baron, bro. Even yeah. fucking young Baron. 
I mean, it wasn't the thing about the all gas no break shows. It wasn't like just the individual shit that was so crazy. It was the whole life. Yeah. Living on the road for that long, like everything stringing together, like going from Burning Man to Area 51 to Vegas for two weeks and then to Alabama for Talladega Super Speedway weekend. It was just one after another, one after another for two years. Fucking shit. And it's still going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Technically. (laughs) Never had a break. What? uh, How old are you right now? 23. Oh, fuck, man. Super young. And you fucking, you have a very, um, You've you've taken on a lot of lessons. Oh yeah, bro. I mean, you learn fast, especially with all this contract shit and you know ownership, trademarks, stuff like that. Stuff that most people your age aren't. Half the people my age are trying to figure out what they're interested in. Yeah. And I'm talking about how to like have legal ownership of my own art. So that yeah. kind of stuff is like learning those lessons now. It's like it's a blessing, even if it's stressful at the same time. Yeah, because I mean, shit, you still have time to create whatever the fuck, bro. Might want to, yeah. So to be independent as young as possible is the move. Yeah, don't want to be like thirty five, you know, and be like, oh fuck, I don't own anything I've made for the past ten years. Like, yeah. and then before you know it, you're like washed. Fuck, man. All right, let's go to the third hand of twenty one. It's all tied up right now, right? Yeah, one to one. All right, here we go. And your first card is a nine. And your second card is a king. So you're looking at nineteen. Not bad. And I'm showing a three. I'm good. All right you, there, there we go. So I got a 10 and I'm looking at 13. Okay. And I got a jack, so I bust. So it is officially two to one. Oh shit, we're on top. With Andrew Callahan winning the game so far. Yeah, it's crazy being free. It's my it hasn't even sunk in. I can do anything I want. You know? So that happened today? Yeah. So like what what like can you give me anything on it? I like, mean how did this what what can, how did your day go? I woke up. Got an email. You know, that's an odd thing. Because anytime you ask anybody, how'd your day go? It starts with, I woke up. Yeah, woke up. (laughs) Just off rip, woke up. Brushed my teeth. It's like I didn't brush my teeth today. And I (laughs) (laughs) I peeped my email and it was like, you know, you're terminated. Oh, they fired you? Yeah. What was the purpose of, of firing? I don't know. I'm not even allowed to talk about it. Yeah, God you know? damn it. But I was I was terminated. It's all good. But that's what you, I mean, all right, all right. We, yeah. we won't go down this road. It's all good. Yeah, we won't go down this road. Check out what I got next. Bro, you know so I mean? uh, are you going to, so, oh, you know, that's odd too. So what's going to come of, because eventually you're going to write a book about this, I would assume. Write a book about everything. Yeah. From, from like, you know, college, New Orleans shit, to hitting the road, to signing, like, a deal in Hollywood. Right. And then whatever happens next, like, hitchhiking to Hollywood shit, like, that that timeline. Who was this, uh, uh, the doing things? I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It is that not, uh, out, uh, what is it, Marcos, uh, this is things? No, not this is things, that's tits. <laughs> tits. Uh, uh. That's a segment we do. Tim and Eric, is, is that his shit? Which one? Oh, I, I signed a development deal with Tim, with Absolutely, which is Tim and Eric's Absolutely. production company. So. Okay, dang, that's crazy. So what I'm what I'm working on next, you know, there will be something. It'll be involved with them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. They do some good shit, like Adult Swim shit. Yeah, the legends, bro. And they just do they do whatever they want. Yeah. I wonder, like him and or them and uh, Eric Andre, like how much creative control they actually have. Like it looks like they have tons of it. 
Yeah, everyone at Abso is cool as shit. So, I mean, they pretty much just give creative. They, they want the best material, not right. so much what makes the most money. Like, because, you know, like what sells the best is obviously like less raunchy, more like family friendly shit. Yeah. What's funniest is stuff that pushes the envelope. Yeah. But not in like, not in an offensive way, but in like a thought provoking way. Because you can push the envelope in a cheap way by just being being offensive and trying to shock random people watching. But yeah. That's kind of what Eric Andre does, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, Eric Andre's humor like ne- isn't necessarily like my favorite humor, but I think yeah. he's hella good at what he, he does. There was a... Yeah, it's it, like for the longest time, like I just wouldn't watch it. Like I yeah. always thought it was just like bullshit. Uh, but at one period, we wound up watching like, uh, like four episodes, just like back to back to back. And he made one joke that just fucking cracked me the fuck up. He was like, he was like, you ever bit just been in a bathroom at a zoo and a hippo comes in and starts pissing next to you? And you're like, get out of here, you fat bitch. Like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, all right, I kind of like this. No, yeah, for sure. I like his, his man on the street shit the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, shit, basically, he was doing, like, what you do. Yeah. Where I think a lot of people fuck up is, like, getting hella celebrities on their shit. Mm. Cause like I, I think the assumption that like a celebrity is more interesting than like an average person. I mean, Eric Andre does a great job with celebrities as far as like freaking them out. Yeah, but I try to think for my future, like with my style, like I don't feel like I'll ever be like the dude who's like I'm here with fucking yeah I don't know like Matt Damon. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, Eric Andre can pull it off. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like knows how. But from for my deadpan style, like I don't know if it'd be that funny. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like the funniest shit. Your like your deadpan is fucking deadpan as shit. Is it? I don't fucking understand how you do it sometimes. Like some of the shit these people are saying is ultra hilarious. Yeah, and you're just there, stale faced and a motherfucker. I guess because I probably heard everyone say everything at this point. You know what I mean? Like as far as like shocking shit goes, like there's no like so there's not something that someone would say where I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. just like, you know, I don't know, man. Unless it's really specific, like Alex Jones made me laugh yesterday. Bro, that's crazy yeah. you did some shit with Alex Jones, man. I'm actually really excited to fucking see that. Yeah. He's, he's been on the show a couple times. and uh, The show? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, fuck yeah. So it's like when, when you say like doing shit with celebrities, that's because you're basically a celebrity. I guess so. And so it's cool. It's cool as fuck for me to have you here, bro. Oh, like thanks, I really bro. appreciate you coming. Hell yeah. Uh, I just don't see myself that way. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I've had like I've, the only two other celebrities I've had on are Alex Jones and uh, Freeway Rick Ross. And I feel oh, like. Yeah, for- Freeway Rick Ross, bro. He's a fucking cool fucking dude, man. Yeah. He's, he's he's still all about his money and shit, too. So he's like... I can imagine. How the yeah. fuck is he out of jail? Bro, I don't... Cutting I don't, deals, man. Yeah, cutting deals. Was he telling? No. No, 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 no. no. Uh, they used his ass. Yeah, so yeah, it was basically like... Oh, basically, shit. C, like CIA was fucking like... Yeah, because... He like, was all mixed up in that shit. Not even unbeknownst to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so... But now and now he's uh he just started LA Kingpins, uh which is uh the actual pins uh and, and like a whole marijuana company basically. That's a good move. I'm thinking yeah. about probably getting into weed now that I can do whatever I want. You know, I don't yeah. even smoke weed, but if I was like some, some Andrew Kush or something, feels yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh bro, that sucks. You couldn't even call it all gas, no breaks. I'm not trying to. But that would be fucking a cool name for weed. It would be a good name for some weed. We'll <laughs> just call weed gas. Did you come? Did you come up with all gas, no breaks? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Definitely, it was the name of a book that I wrote when I was super young. That's fucking bullshit, man. man. Now those motherfuckers, fuck them, man. It's the game, you know. Ev- everybody's got to hustle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Art is capital C content to someone else. Yeah, you know, like what comes from my soul 
someone sees is like, oh, yep, it's money. Yeah. You know, that's that's the nature of it. But that, that shit's expiring with the, with the new digital era. Like, Logan Paul, like, makes, like, a fucking million dollars a week. Yeah. He's not signed to Interscope. Yeah. Or Viacom or Sony or some smaller startup. You don't really need anybody. Bro, I've been in a... I've been in his uh, podcast studio before. Yeah. And that's what really made me want to, like, utilize my garage. Because this guy, I mean, he li- he makes a million dollars a week. So he can afford yeah. a fucking big-ass mansion in yeah. L.A. And uh, as a four-car garage. And it's, like, it's like split down the middle. He has, like, his shit over here. He has, like, a, a, a team of, like, computerists mm. over here. Right. There's, like, a big-ass beanbag with... Uh, Dwarf Mamba on it. Do you know who Dwarf nah, Mamba nah, is? Nah. <laughs> that's that's the midget guy he hangs around with, yeah. and he doesn't mind being called midget. By the way, yeah, no, they, they fuck with. It. I know yeah. some some little people. They, they they're down with midget. Yeah, bro, that's a. Have you have you done have you had any uh little people on here? Yeah, yeah, my homie who lives at the Sausage Castle in um the Sausage Castle in Orlando. Yeah, his name is Midget Mac. He's, oh, you know Midget Mac? Yeah, yeah, he's a homie. Like from the show. What, what was that? Uh, Chance of Love? No, 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 no. Wasn't he on a show? I think he was. Midget Mac. Yeah, Midget Mac's the homie. damn it. What show was that? He was he was searching for love. I know that. And uh, he had these big-ass hats, and he had dreads. Yeah. Fuck, what was that show? Was well, that? It was Friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was Bro, on Friends. This is crazy. When I first met the dude, mm-hmm. he daps me up and shows me a picture of his dick on his phone. What? I don't know why he did this. Yeah. Get this out of the way. But his dick was like a foot fucking long. What the fuck? He was an actual tripod. No, little people have human-sized penises. Yeah. I don't know if that was like just letting me know, like, hey, man, I might be small, but I got that thing on me. I don't know what it was. But I was like, hey, good to meet you. He's like, peep this player. I was like, what? I was like all right. I was like, that's sick, man. Thanks for showing me that. Yeah, like, that's like, great, cool. Bro. I just like can't unsee it. I was like, cool, this dude just showed me a picture of his dick. Never in my life has that been a way someone's introduced themselves. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? Hey, peep this. What the fuck is wrong with you, dog? Like. It's like if you weren't already thrown off by by my size, look at yeah. the size of this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big, right? You like that? I was like, yeah, cool, yeah, nice dick, man. Yeah, he's like, you want to see a picture of me fucking a bitch? <laughs> sure. I was like, yeah, I, I was yeah. like, is yeah. she fine? I, I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I'll pee back. He's like, you see me? Ah, yeah. I was like, that was a weird day. It's my first day at the sausage castle. I was like, this place. No? Where, where's that at? It's in uh, Astatula, Florida, which is like northwest suburban okay. Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, Mike Busey, he's like a juggalo. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, juggalo castle. Yeah, for sure, juggalo castle. What uh, What other um, like uh, high status like people that people would consider high status people have you ran into no, that? Have vibe that's with the top. that I mean, does sound like the top. the top. I did a commercial with like YG for this company. Born. Oh, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, with for the my homie's company, born and raised in LA. That was pretty cool. You know, like I don't even know. But going back to what we were talking about a second ago, it's crazy how that archetype of like Hollywood boss or like power broker is just expiring. Like okay, like for example, like in 1955 when there was like three TV stations and there was like Frank Sinatra for the oldies. You know, like BB King for the blues. Like, yeah. yeah, if you were a representative of Viacom or Sony or some shit, you could be like, I get to decide who's hot right now because I control what goes on the radio. All I right. could be like, Frank Sinatra, bro, you're fried. I'm replacing you with some dude named, like, you know, David Crosby. And I, yeah. before you know it, that's the man. Nowadays, like, you can get the best deal ever from Interscope. You can get a $10 million advance and have every A&R in the city of Hollywood on your dick. You're not going to pop if your music sucks. Yeah. People who control mainstream platforms of distribution, 
don't have good taste anymore. Yeah. So it's like independent people are winning. So it's like now now that I see that in my future, I was like, you know, I just got to do my own thing. Well, yeah. YouTube is also becoming a problem. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, you know, the censorship and everything like oh, that. Oh, it's bullshit, man. I have gotten, you know, five million view YouTube videos that they that they censored just because it featured content about protests. Right. No profanity, no nudity, no drugs. But it was like, oh, this is kind of a hot button issue. Yeah. Like, do I have to just fucking post videos of myself playing like StarCraft or, and like right. doing TikTok dances to yeah. make money on YouTube? Exactly. Like, yes. it's fried, man. That censorship shit pisses me off so bad. That's the that's the one thing that I found myself agreeing with everybody on across the political spectrum is like censorship is bad, and it's like yeah. they can do whatever they fucking want. They're private companies. They can yeah. they can fucking take every person down. But like, even if you think okay, cool, misinformation is really really bad. Let's take everyone who spreads misinformation off the internet. Right, setting that precedent for private companies to be able to take away free speech. That pendulum swings back somewhere down the line if we have an, a super authoritarian president who decides that, like, hey, you know what? People talking shit about me, or let's just get them out. Let's get them Shut out of here. Down. It could easily happen. And so, like, being accepting, like, you can disagree with someone hella hard, but not letting them have a rebuttal just shuts off discussion. Mm-hmm. If you're calling for violence, bro, if you're one of those people who is like, go into the Capitol, break shit. Yeah, I understand you should be taken off Twitter. You're a fucking domestic terrorist. You're, yeah. you're telling people to do shit. But if right. you're, if you're, Posting your opinion about something, and now you don't have anyone to converse with. Where are you going to go? Yeah. You're going to find a fringe platform and be around only people who think the exact same it's way a you echo do. Chamber. And before you know it, you're like radicalized. Yeah. So I, I think I'm worried that in three or four years we're going to see like super radical right wing people to a different degree than it, it was this time around in 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 2024, who are just so deep in the hole. Where, where are people going? Yeah. You know, where are some of these groups that were I haven't heard from them. Yeah. What are Oath Keepers doing right now? Yeah. How the fuck are they going to talk to each other? Mm-hmm. Wherever they're talking right now, it's probably fucking crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine the shit, shit they're saying right, right now. Like, yeah. They're probably like, yep, Civil War's already commenced. What's the plan for the next attack? Yeah, they're all fucking just for sure. ganging together and shit. Because, I mean, the only type of platforms they can get on are platforms that are made, one, for them, and yeah. two, that are like encrypted type shit to where people aren't even able to monitor this shit because it does sit wrong with me that the FBI came out and said they had no idea that this was going to happen. That's not, that's impossible. Exactly. It's like motherfucker. I know y'all are looking at my fucking phone. I can tell by the ads I see on Instagram. Yeah. Like, like I'm not even fucking looking for this shit, but y'all know I was talking about it. Dude, it was, I knew something was going to happen. Yeah. I'm just surprised it happened on the 6th and not the inauguration day. It seems like the 6th didn't mark anything. Yeah. I guess it was the electoral vote or whatever, but. I, but you're right. Because, I mean, if they would have just held out and did that on the 20th, it could have been a, it would have been an even bigger fucking shit. Show. And, there would have been yeah. a lot of bloodshed. And J20 is also a huge day for anti-fascist <laughs> protesters, too. You know, yeah. it's like a, what is it, annual labor strike day. And there's some sort of, uh, there's some sort of like, uh, not satanic, uh, there's some sort of evil spirited fucking date is January 20th as well. Like yeah, in, the, yeah. in the bleats of, I bet the Q people are going fucking crazy with that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm gonna take a piss real quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. yeah. Me too. And we are back from the yeah. piss break. It's, it's hard for me to, cause you know, as someone who like covers all sides of shit, I like to be able to figure out what people are saying in all sort of walks of political life. 
you know, and now I really can't see what people are saying. Yeah. Like, I used, I was following, like, a lot of these Q beats and shit super, super heavily. And, you know, shit, maybe. What are your politics? Like, what, what did you have politics before? Dude, I'm more of just, like, a listener, bro. Like, yeah. I, I just love, I feel like I don't even really stop to think that hard. I just, like, listen and try to get the real story on as much as I can. Like, I have a bunch of opinions about individual shit. Yeah, I'm it's the same way. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I'm not, like. I don't really have a political party. I just like feel like I just think the right shit about things. Yeah. But like with the Q stuff, like I do think that was damaging a lot of people. As far as like their beliefs? Or? Just fucking up a lot of people's whole equilibrium as far as how they saw the world. I mean, it was all yeah. just confusing shit. Yeah. It was like it was it was put there in order to yeah. fucking make people not know what the fuck is going on. Maybe think that something could potentially be going on, but they have no idea. Yeah. And it, especially because the demographics like older people. Retired age people, yeah. they have all the time in the world to read shit on Facebook and like talk about people who consume fake media. Those people, they'll eat anything. Up. Fucking Facebook is a goddamn cesspool of fake information. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's a it's a shithole. Hey, so. Did you ever watch the uh, the uh, uh, what was Social Dilemma? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. I actually liked it as like a documentary too because it yeah. was like they put like the movie inside of the documentary. Like yeah. there was the guy from fucking. Uh, uh, Vegas Vacation, but the new one, Vacation. Uh, I can't remember his fucking name, but uh, he's he's actually one of my favorite actors. Anytime I see him in something, I, like I just that. thought it was funny that, that that movie blew up on social media. Right, I was just like, Social Dilemma is number one on Netflix, and it's the top trending item on Twitter. I was like, oh, bro, but <laughs> it's like, it's, and it's still like, I wish everybody could watch a condensed version of that. To where they could understand that this is actually happening to them. Because it was like in that movie there was the extreme center. Yeah. Because they didn't want to show like the the, the leftists going toward the leftist shit and the yeah. the far right going toward the far right shit. But Facebook has literally taken down nations. You know what I'm saying? Like they, <laughs> yeah. they've overthrown yeah. regimes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we've done this in all these other countries. Who's to say we can't do it to Americans who consume yeah. more Facebook than anybody in the world? Yeah, I just think there's some sinister shit behind a lot of that, like far right disinformation, all that Q stuff. I'm like, man, they're figuring out exactly how to fuck with these older people. Yeah, and how to radicalize like armchair conservatives and turn them into like fucking complete, basically cult members. A lot of them, dude. Like, because like, what's the worst thing you can say about somebody? This is an old Russian tactic that they did back in the day, and you know, pre World War II. The worst thing you can call someone is like uh, a child killer. Mm-hmm. You know, and the worst thing you can yeah. do is like be like a dude who fucking molests and kills kids. Yeah. So so it's like, and then if you add satanic to that, like if you can convince someone that their enemy is a satanic baby killer, at that point, I mean, they're ready to kill the other person. It's like a, the demonizing tactic. Right. So I was like, they really got these people convinced. You know, that's that, a like good that's point. what's going on. That's fucking crazy. How did they do that? But then at the same time, there was fucking. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein came out during all this shit, and a lot of that shit was proven to be, you know, an actual situation. Yeah. I just feel like people took the Epstein shit, and they they were just like, like, this is everyone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Epstein was for sure just like a weird, a whack dude with the whole circle of elite fucked up friends. Yeah. But people act like that encompassed, like, anyone with money or power. That's like, a good point. You know, they were like, yeah. oh, what about Epstein? I'm like, yeah, bro, like, Epstein was a popular dude with a fucked up circle of homies, but it wasn't like Epstein was, like, the number one. And I don't but know. But he had some, fu- like, he the had circle he fucking had was insane. But it could have been thicker. 
It could have been. She said. Yeah. It could have been like, I don't know. It just kind of. Like that was the one thing that like the Q was right about. Yeah. So they ran yeah, with that the shit one to thing, be like, yeah. see, like yeah. we fucking told you. But people have been talking about Epstein forever, right? Right. Alex Jones and shit was talking about Epstein like ten years ago. Or something. Mm-hmm. And bro, feel free to move that mic around, man. Mm. I know you're hearing yourself go in and out a little bit. No, it's good. We we we're back Look at that. even better Look now. Look at that. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us, man. <laughs> is that Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, Look at us. us. Look at Look What's us. that from, Doc? Uh, Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fucking podcast. Paul bro. Rudd is one of my favorite actors. Oh, I've never my said that God. on air. No, that's fucking uh, me too, bro. I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. I've seen dude. even his bad movies, and I like him because he's on there. He's on there. It's my guy. What What was that one movie? He was like, uh, I think it was like, he was like by a creek at one point. That's the, that's the man right <laughs> there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Marcos? He was like the one we used with Jennifer Aniston. What's that movie where they go like on a hippie commune? No, oh, that was a bad brother. Takes a trip and his eyes turn into yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like bad brother or bad stepbrother, like something like like basically like I have a horrible brother and it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) After the California opens back up, like I know that like with my mild celebrity status. I'm gonna get an invite to like some crazy parties, and I'm about to see Paul Rudd. That would be fucking dope, bro. Tweak. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna just freak out. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Look at us. Look at us. that's you, bro. That's that's you, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy, bro. This is crazy, (laughs) bro. I I don't think Paul Rudd goes to these parties. You think he does for sure? Is a blow, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like Jimmy Kimmel. That fool is like coked out of his mind. It's like. Oh shit! Uh, you remember when Michael Sarah was popping hard? Oh yeah, I think I think Paul Rudd's the senior of that. Like like that's yeah. that's the vibe. It's like when I pop up, shit goes fucking nuts. <laughs> I just feel like he's the homie. Yeah, I don't feel that way with many celebrities. Right? Like I know that Matt Damon's not the homie. Mm-mm. You know Mm-mm. what I mean? I used to always get Matt Damon confused with fucking Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I get them confused, too, because they're both, like, crooked Boston cops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. fucking movie. And it's like, Matt Damon Matt Damon hasn't released a film that I remember, honestly. Fucking Born Supremacy, bro. I never watched any of those. None of them. They're epic. Good Will Hunting 2. <laughs> Good Will Hunting 2. Hunting yeah. season. Oh, shit. That was the porno one? <laughs> no, that was Mark Wahlberg. That was a uh, that was a uh, what was it? Nights a uh, boogie nights. That was Mark Wahlberg. His Wahlburger shit's pretty bomb though. You know, <laughs> his burger chain. Really? Yeah. I think we just got one here in Austin, bro. He's been putting them in the all the hoods in the Northeast for real. Like in North Philly and like hella people move. It's oh, like, that's no, that's where I saw it in Philadelphia. Yeah, in Fishtown. Yeah, it's like a gentrification beacon. Like full see the Mark Wahlberg burger spot, and they're like, let's buy a property. Like he'll put his. I don't know why the fuck this is his, his strategy. Yeah, but there'll be like hella condos surrounding his burger spot. Shit, bro, that's smart. Have you ever seen the founder? No, talking about McDonald's. No, what happened? Oh, why McDonald's? are you crying, man? Because I <laughs> the cigarette smoke went in my eye. <laughs> I thought you about just dropped a whole tear. I thought man. about how far Mark Wahlberg has come. <laughs> You know what I mean? From a yeah. crooked cop <laughs> to, to a fucking Southie. landowner. <laughs> <laughs> to a landowner. The fucking, uh, and, and the founder, the the guy basically, he steals this entire McDonald's thing from the actual McDonald's people uh, because he winds up buying the land that he puts the McDonald's on. Mm-hmm. So the founder wound up being like the bigger 
owner of something because he bought all the land and all this shit. Damn, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to fucking Shout him, out man. to McDonald's. I always get the uh, spicy McChicken with a tomato on it and chop the top to cut the carbs in half. Got yourself oh. a 120 calorie fucking Look pa- at that. paleo certified road meal right there. Bro, that's what I, like, I, w- I don't know how you did it, bro. One, hitchhiking, I could have never. Like, yeah. there's no way. And then, like, living on the road for so long, I'm sure you've had, like, some pretty, like, you have, a, you have a way about you, like, when you go to, like, a McDonald's, like, you like you have your McDonald's meal right there. Yeah, for sure. You know well, I mean, the key about living on the road and having fun is, like, don't be afraid to splurge at, like, the right times. Mm-hmm. You know, like, live grimy for a bit, but the moment you feel like you're about to hit a wall, just say, fuck it and cash out. Get yourself, like, a nice room, like, yeah. somewhere, like, Caesars Palace in Vegas, get yeah. an Airbnb or something, rent a car, you know, meet a girl, have a great time. You know, like, prioritize shit that makes you happy and stop focusing on making videos for a second. Yeah. That's how I did it. Like, I would have weeks every month where I'd be like, you know what? I'm about to just kick it. Like, you meet a new group of friends. You want to meet more and shit. You just kind of just do your own thing. But at first, I was going too hard. You know, I was like, all I want to do is make videos all the time. I don't yeah. want to sit sit around and socialize and shit. But then I was like, Vegas is the first place. I figured out how to relax. Yeah, for real, for real, bro. Vegas yeah. is, is the best place to relax, honestly, because it is. they have everything there for you. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you want this? Well, it's available. Like, I mean, of course, everything costs something, but damn, bro, it is attacking you, man. Shit is crazy. <laughs> I'm downwind. Uh, so, all right, actually, let's go to our fourth hand real quick. Let's get it. Andrew's up two to one. I'm on fire. More fire, more oh, fire. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I screwed up. Fuck, man. Fucking Marcos. Son of a bitch. Dock my pay. <laughs> it's the homie dock Marcos. Dock, just dock me. So his his first card is an eight. Eight, 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 eight. And his second card is a two, so you're looking at ten. Burnt as hand. And I'm showing oh, a king, shit, which is a ten as well. Fuck it. And then you got a five, oh, so you're shit. looking at 15. That's not too good. Go That's ahead, sir. That's not too sir. good. You going to take it? Wait. I'm folding. What, can, what, what are my options? No, no, no. You're, you're either staying with the 15. I can take a fourth one? Yeah. Let's go. Taking another one? Yeah. All but right. if I go above 21, I'm done, right? Right. Okay, cool. You going to take it? Yeah, take it. Right, Jack, so you bust. Right. Automatic disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> so it is now two to two. Tied up, man. We got the fucking final countdown coming up pretty soon. I still haven't gotten music for that. Every like, literally every show has tied two to two to where there's a fucking a fifth <coughs> round that has to go. And every time I'm like, I got to get some like more intense music for this. That's and, podcast magic, Doug. Yeah, bro. And I still just never fucking never do it. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. The show, the whole show's done. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's the deal, Andrew? With what? Anything, bro. Shit. Like, what's your main qualm in life right now? Hit a wall. Trying to figure out how to fucking relax. And how's that been working out? Well, every time I have off times, I'm like, time to go party. Yeah. Because I always think that's like relax mode. Like, pop around every city, catch Ubers all night, meet up with random fools. Drinking. Yeah, which is cool. But, like, doing shots and mobbing around is actually kind of like a second job. Yeah. Like, trying to kick it with everyone all the time. It's almost as hard as, like, making a show. Right. So it's like, what does it mean to have time off? And what are you supposed to do? Because I actually just got a house in L.A. Like, not bought it, but, I like, put down rent. Nice. So I'm like, shit, what do I do? So I get smoothies, do a bunch of push-ups, 
Mm-hmm. You know what do you, what are healthy people supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. No coffee. That's that's been cool. You stopped drinking coffee? I drink a little bit, but I used to really drink like five cups a day. Oh shit. Also no liquor at the same time. No no coffee, no liquor has definitely mm. helped. Fuck man. <sighs> I need to like I I drink uh Red Bulls, yellow Red Bulls, like a fucking fiend, man. And Bro. like I stopped just to prove to myself that I could stop. Yeah. And like I was able to stop. And then I was like, ah, oh, well, might as well have a Red Bull because it's like, why not? Yeah. So I don't think it's a caffeine as much as it is the sugar. Oh, for the Red Bulls? Yeah. yeah. That's what really fucks me up. And drinking beer. I can't stop drinking beer. I'm not going to stop drinking beer. I don't think I can. It's not, But it's not actually good for you to stop drinking beer. Like, it, it might be good for you health-wise, but, like, lifestyle? I mean, if you're not able to have a couple beers at, yeah. like, nighttime, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's, what is your life going to become? Like, you're just going to be, like, a high-strung fool who's, like, up fucking watching videos until right. 2 in the morning? No. Yeah, it's like... I, because I do have trouble fucking sleeping. Me too. I'm hella bad at it. Like, what's the? Is it what? What keeps you up at night? Thinking about what I got going on in the morning. Yeah, you I'm know? bad about that shit, bro. Yeah. How it's many? Like, how many do you get a night? What'd you say? How many hours do you get a night? Man, I've gotten it down. I've gotten it down to about. I can get a solid seven. I can get. I can a get solid seven, seven too. But. uh when I start thinking about that, it keeps me up at night. It's like, yeah. then I'll start like, I'm doing math in my fucking head. I'm always bed. doing math. I'm like, how long am I going to be able to get? That's a very common thing though. So like yeah. everyone experiences that. But for me, it's like seven is not really enough. Like I really need like 10 because mm-hmm. I'm so stressed. So I'm every day way. is kind of just like, fuck man. Fuck. Dude, I found a, a pretty good pocket. Um, I I usually get off around like four or five. Yeah. Um, and I come home and I take at least an hour nap. And then I'm fucking, I could be up till like, two, three in the morning and like fully functional, like actually more productive than I am if I don't do that fucking nap. Mm. And like, so that's, that's key for me. Naps. Oh yeah, for sure. I can't even do it. But my thing is like coffee adds anxiety to sleep. Mm -hmm. Cause when you wake up at seven, the option is like, keep going, keep sleeping or like get that coffee and be tweaked until like, you know, like a couple hours. Cause that's what I do when I wake up. I have a fucking Red Bull. Yeah. Immediately. Cigarettes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, but that's, like, what gets me into the fucking groove, man? Luckily, I'm not even going to talk about it yet. I hope this happens. But I, I there's potentially a... Uh, there's potentially something in my future to where I will be able to wake up every morning and jump into a pool. You're about to get a new house with a pool? Who in? knows, man? I don't know. But it. I don't want to jinx it. Don't jinx it. Jinx is real. Jinx is real shit. What's your house looking like in fucking L.A.? It's just a regular house. Yeah. Three bedroom. Nice spot in East Hollywood. Nice. It's chill. I mean, just to edit and kick it. Yeah. Been on the road for years, living with two other dudes in a 25-foot RV. Damn. So anything is good. What's the worst part about being in the RV? Taking a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I couldn't do it. No, you got to go to Walmart and just like all that. Just general hygiene stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Washing your face, brushing your teeth, using the restroom. You know, having to buy something every time you want to use the bathroom. Yeah. Going to Starbucks and having to get one of those almond butter bars. <laughs> just to, you know, yeah, just take to a use piss. The Seriously. Fuck, man. Yeah, I couldn't do it, bro. Like, when, when I'm on the road or, like, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm a home field type of guy when it comes to that. Shit. And I don't know if I can fucking do that. I'm going to be a hella homebody one day. Yeah. After all this time on the road, I'm about to be, like, militantly anti-travel probably for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm be like, no, I'm good. Where's uh, where's like your your paradise, bro? 
on the road. Really? Yeah. What I mean, you just sat there and was like, uh, I, I want to be a fucking homebody. Yeah, I mean, on the road, comfortable. Paradise yeah. would be like a, a class CRV, so not too big. I don't want one of those pop out Winnebago. It's just too big. Yeah. A class CRV, which is the kind of like U haul looking ones, you know, okay. with like the, the van front. And uh, yeah, just like living in the Southwest. I guess maybe like Albuquerque. Really? I like, yeah. like outside of Albuquerque, like high desert of New Mexico. What is it about the desert right now, man? A lot of people are going like to Sedona and shit like that. Yeah, that's like the expensive, like crystal healing ass desert. I'm talking about like grimy, hard yeah. body Mojave, like fallout New Vegas desert. Did you ever try to go to that, uh, that one lawless? Slab City? Slab City. Bro. So, all right. Slab City, everyone's like, oh, it's super sick. You can do whatever you want. Lawless City in California. Bro, Slab City is just like fucking pedophile peeping Tom really? sanctuary, bro. It's like sex offenders. Like uh, They don't oh, have to yeah. tell anybody about Vice it. Vice makes a documentary called The Last Lawless City in California, which is by far the most corrupt state in terms of just like general crime culture. 100%. You know, California is like on some outlaw vibe. So I went to Slab City, bro, and I'm with my girl, like my ex-girlfriend. We're walking around, and like, you know, I see this dude. Crouched down in the sand with binoculars. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, there's an old dude jacking off with binoculars watching me and my girl walk down the street. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm thinking like, and I'm like, oh, America's last lawless city. Like, no shit. That's what's going on. So I start running toward this fool. I was like, hey, man, what the fuck? You know, like. I mean, I know it's lawless, but you can't just start jacking off and staring at someone. That shit's weird. So I'm running up. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And he just scatters. And every one of that shit had like a handlebar mustache. I was like, bro. <laughs> like, my judgment could be wrong, but it was definitely a little perv zone. Yeah. Well, were you going there to film something? I was going there because there's this town next to Slab City called Bombay Beach, California. Mm-hmm. So you know about that body of water right there? It's called the Salton yeah. Sea. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no fish that survive in it. It was Because te- it's like too acidic or something it, like that? it wasn't supposed to be there. They were trying to irrigate the Colorado River, and they had a spillover the size of the fucking like, oh, Puget shit. Sound. And it came in and just filled up this entire desert landmass with water. Yeah. And the water's too acidic that fish die instantaneously, and boats will... Um, the, the erode, erode or whatever yeah. The fuck, yeah. So there's this town called Bombay Beach, which is the only really like cool town on the Salton Sea. Mm-hmm. It's fully functional. They got a rec center and a post office and this really cool ass bar called the Ski Inn, and uh, it's two miles from Slab City. But it's like anyone like tight that would be in Slab City's in Bombay Beach. Yeah, because rents like fucking fifty bucks a month in Slab there. City. No, 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 in, oh, Bombay, in Bombay Beach. Beach Slab right. City's free. Yeah, I was but, they, but they have no services. Yeah, it's really just like burners, but not like the rich Silicon Valley burner, like Burning Man. Yeah, not the rich. It's more like the kind of like degenerate, like tweaked out fools. But I mean, to me, everyone there seemed like a sex offender in yeah. Slab City, right? Especially after that first experience. But you're kind of walking around, and you're like, oh, word, cops can't come in. Mm-hmm. So it's like a perfect place if you have like a crazy like RSO warrant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Or even if you like if you're a registered sex offender, it's yeah. like you can don't have you don't have to go tell your neighbors or anything. It's no, like, your neighbors like, hey man, yeah. and they're like, oh what's up, y'all? Like, yeah, it's like, oh I just watch those people jack it off. Yeah, <laughs> fresh out of Bakersfield, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So it was all good. I mean, shit. I mean, Slab City. There's this uh, cool art gallery there called the East Jesus. It's East Jesus Art Gallery where a lot of cool like. Bay Area artists, like metal workers. It's not my type shit, but they're pretty talented. They live there year-round. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
right now during COVID, that shit closed. I was in Slab City a month ago with my grandma, showing her. Because I, I know the people who like, run that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I was showing her Slab City, and she was like, this is fucked up. But I want to do a video about some fool. There's like a ten- I took my grandma to Slab City <laughs> like, during the panorama. Yeah. There was a, there's this dude there who's like an anti-5G YouTuber, and he uh-huh. has a fortress basically made of aluminum foil out in the cut and he's like he's like he's like vietnam vet got ptsd like don't knock more than three times oh yeah like he's all fucked in the head so i want to go visit him and like see what's up with him he was a youtuber like he was still well you know how it is for conspiracy dudes like that they have like three viewers yeah yeah yeah. i think a lot of them have like schizo schizo affective disorder not fully schizophrenic but they they detect patterns and shit that is not necessarily really happening yeah they just pick up on energy or whatever I mean, to yeah. even, like, consider going to live in Slab City, like... You get why registered sex offenders would want to go there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, like, like, in your head, you're like, oh, lawless. Like, I bet it's, like, DMT-ass crystal fools. Like, nah, they live in, like, L.A. <laughs> Bro, I know a yeah. lot of people ask you about DMT. Yeah. Well, how, how is it, man? I just don't do drugs, period, because no. of the experiences I had when I was a young a young dude. Oh, so you, you have never done DMT. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people ask you about this. Thing. Yeah, a lot of people, is, I've done a lot of interviews about it, and mm-hmm. so I do, like, Crystal Festival, rave, wook-ass interviews. Yeah. But I know, ever since, like, doing a ton of psychedelics when I was, like, a young dude, I just can't even really get into it. No weed or nothing? No. Dang. It just tweaks me out. Like, yeah. It's too bad, because I do think that there is benefits to those drugs and some set for like, you know, different shit. Yeah. But I fry myself. I don't think you should do them before you're like going through puberty. Yeah. Like I, I wish I didn't do that shit so I could enjoy it as an adult, but, uh, you, so you, so yeah, I mean, that makes sense because you're still like a growing. Yeah. But I'm, I've, I have different opinions about DMT. You know, I don't think it's real. You know, I don't think ego death is real. It just so happens that every person who's experienced ego death is an egomaniac. What's ego death? The thing that's supposed to happen when you take DMT and you're like, I am not Andrew. I am a part of the collective consciousness. We are one. Oh, yeah. You and me are part of this universal body. We breathe together just like the trees in the sky. All those people. And then, like, you tell them you don't do DMT and they're like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, well, you're oh, not a part of me anymore. Cool ego death, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was really ego death. I think that was like egomaniac fuel. <laughs> but no, that's not everybody. But, yeah. You know. I mean, I could kind of understand that though. It's like it kind of seems like this entire like Earth as a as a whole yeah. is like an entire organism, and we're like it's like a wild boar, and we're the ticks. I agree, but if you all do drugs, give a group of friends who all do these same drugs, mm-hmm. and you guys all see the same shit, maybe it was just the drug. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, hundred I mean? percent. Like, like fools who are like acid obsessed, they're like fractals. It's like. That is an effect of the drug that you guys all do. That's why you wear outfits with the same shit on it. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of self-righteousness that goes along with, like, the hippie movement. Because the hippie movement failed. Why do you say that? Well, it didn't lead to anything. The hippie movement. Silicon Valley. No, you know. Yeah. That could be a good argument. There was no relevant activism that came from the hippie movement. It just became, you know, people got, they lost their minds in SF, in the hate, Ashbury area. Yeah. It got overpopulated. Bled into the crack epidemic, gentrification occurred. Mm. There's no bay. Yeah. So it's like Hunter S. Thompson wrote a lot about this. Yeah. Watching the hippie movement go from like a, a generation of like hopeful young people who are like, we are all one. There's no race. There's no color. Yeah. We're gonna make change to fools who are like, 
pushing 30 plus and are like fried out of their minds. They're like, let's go just live in fucking Arizona, you know, get out yeah. of here. Let's go to Boulder, like all these diaspora cities from SF. Bro, that's like one of the main reasons I won't do acid. Yeah. Besides the, the fact that I, when I think of acid, I think bad trip. Yeah. So I could just assume what I'm going to think while I'm taking acid. Yeah. Um, so I've never done acid, never done coke. Uh, I like shrooms. I, I've only yeah. taken shrooms twice. Um, the first time I was just watching a blank TV screen because it had like a line going up and down, but it was turned off, so that yeah. wasn't real. And then the last time I did it, I was uh, sitting in like a like a lazy river at Schlitterbahn, one of the uh, big water parks yeah, out here. I've been there. Yeah, and uh, we we were like just slowly eating an eighth between me and my buddy all day. Yeah. And so, like, all we had was just, like, you know, some of the colors were more vibrant. Are these cow shit shrooms or are these, like, forest shrooms? I actually believe these were grown shrooms. Like, actually, somebody with spores and a fucking fish tank type shit. Oh, so it's strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the cow shit ones are half as strong as the... That was the first time I had them was cow shit shrooms. We actually went and yeah. picked them. Uh, I, so when you said shroom picking earlier, like, yeah, nah. bro. So in the South, you guys have the Cubenzies mushrooms? I have no yeah. idea what they're called, but there's some that I'll, would I'll break, I'll break down a little up. science real quick. All right. So in the South, you guys have the Cubenzies mushrooms. In the, the Pacific Northwest, we have like what they call Seniacense mushrooms, which grow in, like, in that climate in the forest. So all the shrooms in the South are from cow shit. All the mm. shrooms in the West Coast are from the forest. The ones from the forest are twice as strong. Plus, you yeah. I mean, it's in a fucking forest, so you could probably pick something that's not necessarily. Yeah, you just got to take the, the mushroom and put it on a piece of printer paper. If that shit's purple, it's psychedelic. If there's no color, it's not. It's that simple. Huh. Yeah. Did, uh, but do you think that may have had something to do with your, uh, I guess, OD of mushrooms? No, I didn't even OD on mushrooms. I just got hella high. And yeah. And it had like permanent impacts. Bro, I went on Snapchat today. Vice mm. did a whole piece on me today. That's Did you a, see that shit? Yeah, and that's, like, and that's actually why. I it started, like, it goes, at 13, he overdosed on mushrooms. And that's why, that's the only like, reason I said Cuddy, OD I on mushrooms. OD on, like, you can't yeah. OD on mushrooms. Yeah. You're going to have a panic attack. It's not a right. neurotoxic substance. Like made me, they but made that's me exactly look, what made yeah. me like say it like that. Yeah, they made me look hella stupid. You know what I mean? They're just like, I don't think so. I think it was yeah. still. A, I think it was still a good. Uh, yeah. I I don't, bro. I used to fuck with Vice so fucking heavy. Yeah, and then I stopped because they got really political, and yeah. it was like there wasn't a there wasn't a bipartisan journalistic approach to what they were doing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, reconciliation they've made with me is they recently made a. A documentary piece on Mattress Mac from Houston. Yeah, uh, and he's just like he's, he's a Houston icon, man. And it's like I I I've, I got to shake his hand one time, and I have him on footage. So it's like I've gotten, yeah, you know, I've gotten what I, bro. I grew up like on Mattress Mac commercials. Like this guy was just he owns a furniture store. Yeah, but he was just like the king of commercials in fucking Houston, and now he's just like a huge, like, uh, when the winter storm happened. He opened up his furniture store to people to like come in there and sleep, like if they didn't have electricity and shit. Like I that. saw, so you thought Vice did a good job with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I do think they did a good job with. It. I mean, just to showcase that guy because I had been on my Twitter for like past year and a half. It's like if if I could do a documentary about Mattress Mac, I could die happy. So you think they are capable of making good journalism? A hundred percent, they are. I mean, they have all the fucking tools. The problem is, is that Trump happened. Yeah, and then. They just went an entire different direction because, you know, Gavin McGinnis for sure was yeah. actually one of the founders of Vice. Yeah. And it's like, so once they had uh, their breaking up him and Shane, it was like, 
okay, well, we're super anti whatever this guy yeah. is talking about. I mean, understandably so For with sure. Gavin on a lot of things. Uh, but when they had that polarization at the top, they were able to do a bipartisan thing. Yeah, I mean, Gavin's uh, change is not surprising. I mean, Vice has its roots in the gentrification of New York. Mm-hmm. Their office is in Williamsburg. Like, if anyone planted the seeds for what happened in Williamsburg, Bushwick, Bed-Stuy, which is just the mass development of those areas, and, like, the first hipster wave, which was, like, basically yeah. appropriating Seattle shit, like, flannels and all that, like, yeah. l- lumberjack-looking fools, like, OG 2004. Right. Brooklyn people, that was Vice's original culture. Yeah. So people say, are you so surprised that Gavin McInnes went from the CEO or whatever advice, partner advice to the leader of the Proud Boys? I'm like, hell no. Yeah. What do you think gentrification is? You know, like, for real. I mean, what, what, did, what did you think was happening there? You know, it's like, especially punk rock culture back in the day, it was like on that South Park jackass wave of like, fuck you. It was yeah. supposed to be offensive to the Christian norms. Then the norm became what they call political correctness. So yeah. Vice was like, oh shit, are we, how are we going to be badass? And they said, we're going to be badass by being anti-Trump. And then the internet is so divided. They were like, it just happened like that. And then they got bought. So it was just that they had an identity crisis. I think they'll be Did they get bought, bought by Viacom? They're bought by the same people who own Fox News. Okay. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, That's I mean. Fun. But, I mean, there's so much money in that, man. They, they, I mean, Disney and, and all that shit, they pretty much, like, own fucking everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Vice did a great job with the shit they did with us. I like a lot of the journalists who work there. Yeah, the actual piece they yeah. put together on y'all too. Like, or, I think they did a good yeah, job. I think they shout did. out to Molly. She did the uh, Molly Wertheimer. She did that that piece. She snapped. She yeah. did a great job. No, dude, it was fucking. It was great because yeah. I, I like the intro they had on you too. It was like, yeah, bro, that that was that was because they solid. got me into journalism when I was younger. I yeah, mean, as it, far as Gonzo shit, they did that. Yeah, that was their thing, bro. Like that was my favorite fucking thing. It was like I was always doing like from high school and shit. I was doing like the morning announcements and shit. It was always media shit. But when Vice yeah. came out, I was like, holy shit! Like this is a this is the way, bro. Like yeah. this is the way you need to do shit. Yeah, they, they made me think that that journalism was cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, before then, I mean, who thought about that? And then they were bringing on people like Action Bronson, you know, yeah, yeah, doing, yeah. like, Fuck That's Delicious. It's like, dude's just living his fucking life that he typically lives. Yeah. And they made it look even more badass. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, Vice Vice was away for a while, bro. For sure. That's time for something. That's what I'm trying to do. Something new. All right, bro. Yeah. We're going to go to our, our final hand. Let's do it. Ready for this, bro? I'm ready, man. Let's make sure Marcos is ready. Marcos is ready. I got a point up there too, bro. Don't forget, give me my point. Oh, man. Give me my point. Two to two. And Drew to Drew. Let's get it, man. There's a five. Uh, it's a weak one. We better get something strong for this one. And another oh, five. Man. So you're looking yeah. at 10. That's good. And I'm showing 10 as well. With a king. Put me in, coach. Come on. And you got a three, so you're looking at 13. Weak. One more. More, yeah, and you got a queen, Ooh, brother. Followed it, son. Tapped out. out. You know, even if you would have stayed with it, though, I still would have won. You would have won. I would have won. You came and out strong. Less, with the king. yeah. Well, yeah, no, because I wouldn't have had to hit or nothing. So, Andrew, no more affiliated with all gas, no break. Nope. Andrew Callahan. What's the move, bro? What's the next move, man? Closing it out. We're closing out the show right now, bro. What's what's something you want people to know that you're about to do? My own shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck yeah, What bro. that's going to look like and how it's going to take form is still in development. But, uh, yeah. 
And so where can people follow you that doesn't have anything to do with all gas, no brakes? Just go on my Instagram. Look up Andrew Callahan. I'll come up. Are you going to start being more prevalent on Twitter? Like, well, Nah, like, dude. That's how you get caught up. Why you say that? Because Twitter is just a fucking minefield of people saying dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just don't fuck with like putting out hot takes and whatnot. Yeah. You just like when I say caught up, just like in arguments with people. Yeah. It's just like not. I don't want to be like Mister. Like every. Like I'm not really just like a Twitter guy. Yeah. Like all my homies with Twitters are always like posting like. So you don't even look at Twitter? Nah. That's weird, man. It's negative as fuck. It is. It is pretty extremely negative. negative bro. It is pretty. That's what I'm saying. Negative. Caught up. You get caught up in negativity and and. Uh, Political and social arguments, of but you also you don't know. get the up most up to date news on Twitter. People will tell me if something is that you know active. Yeah, I guess that's. I true. mean, shout out to people who use Twitter to their advantage. I mean, I'm just not with it. Yeah, like, bro, I know. fucking like. I think I saw a meme actually on Instagram recently that was basically it was a Twitter screenshot and it was like everything on Instagram is a Twitter screenshot. Which a lot Damn, of it fucking is. Yeah, <laughs> like you're literally seeing the exact same shit, bro. I I don't know. To, I don't understand how people do that type of shit. What like hardcore Twitter, Twitter yeah. banging? Yeah, and then it's like, and then it's like you take your tweet and then you send it to Instagram, all type of shit. It's the fucking Matrix, man. Who fucking knows, bro? All right, we're gonna fucking end this shit. Andrew Callahan. Thanks for having me on, bro. Bro, I appreciate you fucking coming by, bro. This is a fucking great fucking episode. You guys got a smooth workflow in here. It's all so it's all me, not much Marcos. But I appreciate Marcos for being here. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Marcos. <laughs> no, all right, Andrew. Uh, before we go, man, just look in this camera. Tell people where they can find you going forward. You can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Period. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got the yeah. Figure it out. Real hot girl shit. I'm not gonna tell him. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. We'll see y'all next time.